Okay. Welcome back to T's Table Talk. Uh, I'm Tawana Ham, and uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, this is my second, uh, count it, number two, my second uh, podcast show, uh, and I am so proud of it. Uh, I've received uh, some some good reviews from our pilot show. And uh, so if you haven't heard the pilot show, just stay tuned. Um, I'm going to make sure that uh, I get to uh, everyone and let them know how they can hear about uh, what went on for the pilot show, which was really good. Um, So I want to start off by just uh, remembering a friend of mine that passed away. Um, this show is dedicated to Nisha Andrews. Uh, she was a good friend of mine, a childhood friend, and she died tragically two months ago. Um, and and I won't go into it, but uh, I just want I just wanted to dedicate uh, this show to her, and uh, and she is missed. Um, but uh, on a lighter note. Uh, Everyone, you are in for a treat today. You're in for a real treat. Remember how I spoke about how um, I'm going to be making sure that I highlight amazing women um, in politics uh, and uh, and women that are doing great things in their community. Uh, We can talk about social issues and stuff like that, Um, the uh, unsung sheroes. And so I have found uh, or or met or come across uh, during my my travels, um, as I spoke about in in my my first pilot show, uh, two amazing, incredible women um, doing some really big things. Uh, I'm sure in the future years you will hear more about them. And uh, we are fortunate, uh, and you are fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to have worked with and to work with them uh, in some capacity. And you will be fortunate enough to hear from them uh, tonight. Uh, I have... Yeah, uh, Ms. Bridget Job, uh, a financial uh, uh, who's in the financial sector. Uh, she's a whiz, and uh, she's going to talk about uh, the importance of women owning uh, their own home uh, or small business, and that's that's the topic for tonight. Um, you know, women we we need to own. We need to own our stuff, um, you know, whether it's our our lives or, uh, you know, or or our businesses or our homes. You know, we need to we need to own some stuff. Uh, let's let's not shy away so much. Uh, let's you know, let's 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 show folks what we're made of. You know, we're strong. Um, and so in just a couple of minutes, um, we will be joined by uh, Ms. Mrs. Actually, Bridget S. Job from East West Bank, 
And uh, I look forward to that uh, interview. I'm excited. Okay, so just stay tuned and we will be right back. Okay. Okay. So okay, not a problem. All right. So I told her about five forty-five, right? Um, how did that? So, um, as I as I was saying earlier, um, we have uh, uh, Mrs. Bridget S. Job. Uh, that's she's going to be joining us in a few seconds. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about her. Uh, Bridget Job is a mortgage business development uh, officer, and she's been with East West Bank for three years. Um, Mrs. Job spent ten years with JPM Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, as a senior loan officer, and then as a business development manager uh, covering all five boroughs and Long Island. Uh, her experience spans over 20 years in the mortgage field. Uh, her current territory includes the five boroughs, parts of Long Island and Houston, Texas, and East West Bank, and she believes honesty and applying uh, common sense uh, skills makes a great working relationship. She's a native of Brooklyn, New York. Yay, Brooklyn. <laughs> and a transplant to Long Island, New York. Uh, she's a champion for community development and home ownership. Uh, she believes, her ten one of her tenants is she believes it is strong communities that make better homes for children and their families. Uh, Bridget is also a mother, and uh, uh, she's uh, the stepmother of three young men. She has an MBA graduate degree, uh, and she is considered a subject matter expert uh, for affordable lending programs. She's also a member of NAREB, NAHREP, NAMMBA, and works with local community boards throughout Brooklyn and the Bronx. Uh, she is proud to offer women and families an opportunity toward a path to home ownership, as home ownership is the key to a better life overall. Uh, and with that, I'd like to uh, introduce Miss uh, Job. Yeah, we can just get it. Yeah, we can call it now. The party you are trying to reach does not accept unidentified calls. Oh, Please no. try your call again later. Thank you. <laughs> Is there a way to... She's got a call? Then I the party you are trying to reach does not accept unidentified calls. Of Please try airplane mode to tell her to go. Okay. Okay. So I just 
I, I would need the telephone number. Hold on a second. Um, hold on one second. Bridget, please call now. Your phone does not accept unidentified. All right. Three, four, seven. Uh huh. Five, four, two. Eight, nine, zero, two. Three, four, seven, five, four, two, eight, nine, zero, two. Oh, it says offline. Duh. How about I take this out of airplane mode? Then I have to put it back in airplane mode, right? Let's see. Come on. I'm just looking for the draft. Hold on a second. Come on, draft. Oh, Let's go to primary. Let's go to Bridget. B-R-D-G-E-T. I wonder if it sent it. It said it would send it. Okay. Hello. Hi, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to, welcome to T's Table Talk. How are you today? I am awesome. I'm happy to be here. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I, I want to thank you for, for joining us. Um, I, I've already done your introduction, so, you know, we can get right into it. Um, you know, I... I, I've met, I was, I was telling the audience uh, that I had, uh, you know, met some phenomenal, amazing women uh, doing incredible things. And, you know, and this is a platform to highlight them. And so I feel honored that you agreed to join me on my show today. And, <laughs> and, um, and, and more, moreover, we're, we're talking about uh, the importance of, of of home ownership of you know and 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 women you know kind of just you know owning you know just ownership of of everything but uh the importance of home ownership you know small uh, small business ownership as well and so i wanted you to just if you if you would bridget can you just give us a little bit about your background and and then we can go from there sure absolutely well look um I'm not new to this business. I've been in the business for quite some time, more than 20 years, um, and more specifically within the mortgage industry, because this is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I am working at uh, the bank, which is East West Bank. I've been there now going on three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been working in this field you know, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And um, overall, I think I've seen a great deal... You know of changes that have that have occurred over the years because this is now 
I hate to say it, but it's been, it's been more than 20 years for me now, Tawana. Oh, my goodness. You, you look like a baby. If the, if the audience could see you, you look like a little baby. So <laughs> don't worry about it, Bridget. <laughs> So, you. so you've seen ch- you've seen change in the mortgage industry. Absolutely, and you for know, the better for, or for the worse. You know, it's been up and down, and um, I think one of the things that we have to you know be aware of that the economy plays a great role upon what takes place. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, we as as women, you know, we're we're out there, we're in the trenches, we're working. You know, we've come a long ways. Um, And I remember, you know, specifically, take you back to the 1990s, Mm -hmm. you know, we've become more educated. Mm -hmm. We've become more enlightened about homeownership. Mm -hmm. And so now we're at the place here in 2018 where we actually, women, single women are making um, up more than 18% of the home buyers. Mm, Interesting. I I didn't know that we we comprise... (laughs) 18%. Eighteen yes. percent. Yes. Wow. And that's a significant jump from from twenty uh, from twenty fourteen. In twenty fourteen, mm. single women only comprise roughly um, about twelve to thirteen percent. So we're really making some real strides. Women are on the move. Right. And, and so, what do you, in, in your uh, professional opinion, what do you think that's indicative of? Why Why do you think that um, there's been so much growth uh, in terms of of, you know, home ownership, uh, purchasing of, of property, real property by women? I think, yeah, um, I think there's a lot of education going on. You know, one of the, one of the things is that, you know, women are, are we're, we're in college, we're much more educated. I think also, uh, unfortunately, divorce. Mm-hmm. So divorce is, is really propelling a great deal of this because women are going out there saying, well, you know, why should I rent when I can own? Wow. Yes. And when you think about home ownership, home ownership is a tangible asset. It's something that could be passed on to other generations. Mm. And, you know, the other thing is that it's, it's, there's tax advantages involved. So a renter is not going to be able to write off those, the mortgage interest or the homeowners association fees right. or those taxes but the homeowner can wow wow yeah wow so no. so the trend that you're seeing now and, and let me ask you a question not just women are you i don't know if 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 east west or the you know or if banks keep track of um you know demographics in terms of home ownership, but um, more moreover, minority women it has is that uh, increased or it's remaining the same? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. Yes, overall, you know, um, we've seen um, an increase mm-hmm. in minority women, but more specifically in Latino Hispanic women, Hispanics in general, not just women. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think that is, you know, one of the things is that many of um, financial institutions, whether, it, you know, they're seeking out African-Americans, they're seeking out Latino buyers, because, you know, one of the things is that the demographics, the population is changing. And so, you know, the banks know this. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at, well, how do we go after this, you know, this group of people? What do we do? 
it's not just um, millenniums. It's hard for me to say that. <laughs> millennials, uh huh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really about you know how do we go after a segment of the market that we know is growing. We know that minorities are growing, whether it be um, Latinos, African Americans. This segment is uh, a growing market. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really because of the demographics. We have a, a number of people, you know, coming from whether it be, um, you know, Dominican Republic, from Honduras, from Puerto Rico. I mean, my stepfather, he's from Puerto Rico. Um, wow. So we have a number of people that the influx is bearing, the numbers are bearing now to say, hey, how do we reach that market? Okay, well, well, Bridget, since this platform is 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 you know uh, women centric, or <laughs> you know, um, I I want to know um, if if financial institutions, uh, in your opinion, realize the importance of uh, you know targeting or or advertising or or or, or target. Uh, well, I guess targeting is the word uh, women. And 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 if they do, and and if so, how are they incentivizing us? Um, you know, what do they recognize that, or do you feel like there's yeah. more work to be done in that area? I mean, I know I, that you, you know, you've been working in the field for uh, a number of years, and of course, you are definitely someone. Um, you are a a um, you know an expert in your field, so you know. In your opinion, could more be done? Is anything, you know, are they doing it? Are they recognizing this? And, and if so, what are they doing uh, to 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 bring in the market, you know, to, to sell uh, or make it uh, known to to women that, you know, this is something that that you, you two can do. This is an, a, an achievement, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it really is. It is an achievement. And to your point, um, our, our financial institutions, doing more to incentivize women, well, um, that is yet to be seen mm-hmm. because, you know, institutions cannot um, really, uh, you know, I should say, I don't want to say uh, discriminate or mm-hmm. look at 1% men over women right. or, you know, age over non-age or color over non-color, yeah. okay. because that would be, you know, um, you know, being racist, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to be, we want to, we want to make sure that everything is being done within compliance factors, that we're reaching all segments of the market. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I do believe that institutions are seeing, you know, they, there's, so many now statistics and so much information that shows that, you know, women are, are on the move. Mm-hmm. And uh, there definitely can be some more improvement around that, um, just like with um, how the employment center began to, in the 90s, say, okay, well, maybe we need to have a daycare here for working mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we need to have flex hours. Mm-hmm. So just like the um working environment did that, I think that financial institutions can now begin to look at, well, how can we incentivize more uh, programs for women? What can we do? Uh, so there is work to be done there, and I think they have to really be done some more, you know, drill down in the industry um, and really see. But I tell you, I think that 
this year, 2018, is going to be a real, um, 2018 going into 2019, is going to be a real pivotal year mm -hmm. because the demographics already show that um, by 2021, you know, minorities uh, will be number one. Uh, in terms of the demographics here in this country. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yet to be seen. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and uh, so, you know, what can we... Um, you know, can, can you just, uh, I know we, we briefly touched on, uh, I, I, like I said, I read your bio before you, you, you came on, um, and then we briefly touched on, but what can we, you know, what can we expect from, from, from Mrs. Job, uh, you know, in the near future, uh, you know, will you be, um, president? Are you going to be running the company? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, will you vote for me if I do? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. 100%. Listen, look, the sky's the limit. Um, you know, my, my motto is really what you think about is what you bring about. That's ah, my motto. What you think so, about is what you bring about. I like it. Exactly. Okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That truly is my motto. I, I believe that. I say that to my sons all the time that, you know, we can't put limits on ourselves and that somehow when we think about you know, positivity, and, we, and I, we envision um, what we want. And this is one of the things I must say to you. Um, when I do teach a class on home ownership, mm -hmm. I always say to the person, if what you, if you can envision your home, think about it. And see yourself walking through that house, the mm -hmm. bedrooms and the kitchen and the living room. Envision it. Mm -hmm. It will come. So I don't put limitations on, on, I really look forward this coming year to having a really prosperous year, a healthy year. Um, you know, I think we all work hard, right? We, Absolutely. <laughs> right? There's no yes. doubt about it because, you know, you, 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 you may call, you, you, you're calling up, you talk to your friend for five minutes, and next thing you know, you, you, someone's beeping in. Oh, my gosh, I just... I'll call you back. I gotta call you back. We're mm -hmm. all crazy busy, right? So it's there's no shortage of amount of tasks that we have to do. Mm -hmm. But what I say is we have to focus on the things that we need to happen for that year. So if you're if you're looking to buy a home, focus on it. Get your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, for myself, I'm focused really on being able to, to move to the next level, you know, with my career. Mm -hmm. um, I'm already handling the New York market. <clears throat> I want to grow within the, the Houston, Texas market is my nice. hope. And, you know, and moving forward, because there's a lot of people there who really could use the help on budgeting, and um, uh, I'm working with them. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to, you know, those things and making sure that, um, you know, my son graduates from college as well. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, as you, speaking of uh, the Houston, the Texas market, um, mm -hmm. you know, I hear that there's a lot of growth there, um, you know, um, and folks coming in from California and, and actually um, to some, and, and not, I don't want to just say just Houston, Texas, different parts of Texas, but um, driving mm -hmm. up the prices of, of homes and things of that nature. So when you mentioned yeah. about having ducks in a row, um, what are, what are those, what are those ducks that folks 
should should be um you know if you're planning on if, if you know us you know myself i i want to buy something what what should i uh be doing right now to prepare to purchase my first home if you well, were i i tell to. you um now what i do is I, I i tell people number one you have to have some type of budget because, um, you know, it's so easy for us to take that debit card and spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, we don't realize what's coming out of our accounts because mm-hmm. we're using that debit card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to have some type of budget and, and so that you can save. The reality is that prices are still very high. They're leveling off. Um, here in the New York market, they are leveling off, um, especially for sales prices, $500,000 and over, they're leveling off. But you still need to save, and you have to put together um, at least you know, fifteen dollars to $20,000 at the bare minimum. Okay. I don't care if you're receiving a grant or two grants or three grants. It's going to be the bare minimum that you can have to invest. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is your credit. Mm-hmm. Very important. Take a look. Go to um, annualcreditreport.com and take a look at what your credit looks like so that you have an idea yourself where your scores are. Because, um, you know, it makes a difference in your interest rates. It can make a difference in whether you're paying points or not paying points. Um, It can make a difference in whether you're you're going to receive a loan or not and the type of loan. Mm. I think it's always funny when people, they say to me, oh, well, you know, um, I have this, I have a a 690 credit score and um, I want to buy a house. Can you tell me what your interest rate will be? (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, no, I cannot. (laughs) Because there's so much else that goes into it, right? It's not just your credit score alone, right? Exactly. Wow. It's the type of home, it's all those things. So budget savings, credit, and then, you know, you as a first-time home buyer, you have to now have a home buyer class. Mm-hmm. So you might as well add that to your list. Got it. <laughs> because it's, it's a mandatory requirement. And um, I would say do some research and see what grants are available out there in, you know, the, the area that you're looking to purchase. If it's in the boroughs or if it's on you know, the island or upstate New York, mm-hmm. Google, mm-hmm. you know, Google and see what grants are out there. And um, and then get connected with um, a great home, you know, um, counselor, home buyer counselor, and get pre-approved. You need to be pre-approved. Don't go shopping without having a pre-approval letter. Wow. Okay. That's, see, this is good information to know. Uh, you know, um, Bridget, I I really want to thank you uh, for your time, uh, and I I just want to go back over a couple of of, of tenants that you just described there. You you mm-hmm. said so. You said budget, savings, mm-hmm. credit, home buyers class, research, yeah. um, and and what you think about is what you bring about. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining T's Table Talk, Bridget Job. I oh, look forward to seeing you very soon, uh, and especially when I go for that home ownership class uh, on yes, my way too. to purchasing my first uh, home. And you know, I'll be seeing you around. Okay. Absolutely. You know, I'm here for you. And thank you for having me today. Greatly appreciate it. This has been so informative. And again, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Bye Bye now. How was that, 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 the, the uh, ending? Did I push her off too fast? No? Okay. I did. I don't know if if she's. I guess she's not calling. I don't know. I don't. I know she was work trying to work. Let me see if this. I can I turn on airplane mode for a sec. Yeah. To see if I got anything. start talking okay so um so i'm going to get into our our next guest um continuing with the theme of 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 incredible amazing women that we're highlighting um in 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 ownership right uh so so uh our next guest is um uh, is uh, mrs uh, candace Prince Modeste. And I just want to give you a little bit of information about um, Ms. Modeste. Um, She's a graduate of Stony Brook University, earning a BA in political science with a concentration in government and public policy. Uh, She uh, earned her her Master of Public Administration from CUNY Baruch College, uh, where she studied public management and nonprofit management. 
Uh, in 2008, uh, Candace became the Homeland Security Grant Coordinator for the New York City Mayor's Office of Criminal Justice Coordinator, where she managed an $800 million portfolio of federally funded home land security grant programs. Uh, in addition to this, uh, she co-authored a grants management procedures manu- manual, which now serves as, excuse me, which now serves as the primary grants management resource for all New York City Homeland Security subrecipient agencies. And in 2014, uh, Candace served has served as the chief of staff and currently serves as the chief of staff to New York City Council Member Idanique Miller. Uh, she also manages uh, his uh, $8 million annual expense and capital allocations uh, to nonprofit and city-owned entities, and she has led the coordination of the district's participatory budgeting efforts into its fourth cycle. Uh, In her spare time, Candace wears many hats. Uh, She was recently elected the president of the Jamaica branch of the NAACP. Um, She is uh, also uh, has received uh, awards as she belongs to uh, several clubs, including the Top Ladies of Distinction of Queens. Uh, the Empire State Chapter, uh, and she is also a business owner. Uh, she currently uh, owns a business called Modest Business Solutions LLC, which is a technical and administrative support services company. Uh, her company's most popular services include website content management, administrative support, and grant writing. And t- this evening, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Modest. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Alan? Is not available. Um, you have the correct number? 718-598-4930. Yep. We'll try it one more time. Oh, she said this number is best. Maybe she means her her number. Let me let me see. Try nine one seven two nine seven seven eight two four. Hello. Hello, Candace. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Candace. Thank you for joining T's Table Talk. I think we had some technical difficulties. I apologize. How are you tonight? 
I am doing just fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. No, we appreciate you. Um, so in, in your patience uh, while we uh, while we work things out. Um, so so Candace, what you don't know is I have, uh, you know, dropped your in your your intro. I have uh, let the audience know uh, a little bit about what you've been up to. Um, okay. And and just to to reiterate to reiterate and just to you know just say this, um, you know, Tea's Table Talk is is a platform for women, and I like to think that I come across some you know amazing women uh, during my travels, during my work, and folks that are not exactly highlighted. Um, you know, they are service uh, servicing their community. Uh, they are serving as well. Um, and they are also, they're doing a, a, a tremendous things. And, um, and I feel like they uh, need to be highlighted, these unsung sheroes. And so uh, that's why I, I asked that you join us uh, this evening. And I'm glad you accepted. So, um, so with that, um, if you would, could you just give us a little bit about your background, Candace? Sure, absolutely. Um, so, born and bred in New York. I'm a Queens girl. Queens all day, every day. <laughs> Queens. Um, the daughter of um, Guyanese immigrants. So, definitely having that sort of upbringing um, definitely helped to instill some discipline in me, um, more so than perhaps some of my peers. Mm-hmm. Um, any of you out there who grew up with West Indian parents know that um, they they pretty much expect perfection. Anything less is just unacceptable. Mm. You can't bring home a 98 on a test. They're going to ask you what happened to the other two marks. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> so, you, know, it, it, you know, and mm. I, and and love them dearly, absolutely. But, you know, when you get a little older, you realize maybe this wasn't um, the most su- supportive <laughs> and accepting um background but nonetheless love them and appreciate everything that I've learned from my family and from my parents mm-hmm. um, my, my my interest has always been in government and public service mm-hmm. um, so once I got the opportunity to pursue it professionally I certainly made sure to do that um, I've worked in pretty much every level of government federal state and local mm-hmm. um, certainly worked for some uh, government agencies and so with my, with, my, um, with my current position as chief of staff for a city council member now for five years, that's really given me um, an amazing opportunity to certainly meet a lot of people and interact with a lot of folks, um, mm-hmm. but also to really see how well our government is working and serving those folks who need it most. Um, so it's certainly challenging, to say the least. But mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. If I didn't, I wouldn't still be doing it for all this time. And I don't see myself straying from that anytime soon. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we need <laughs> listen, we need folks like like us um, <laughs> uh, in, in, in these roles. Um, and it's it's working for you. Um, you know, um, you were recently elected president of the Jamaica branch of the NAACP. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm still still sort of letting it sink in. So, um, so let me ask you a question. Do you do you believe your role working for an elected official, um, you know, grinding on campaigns and things of that nature helped you to 
achieve uh, this uh, this role, uh, this station, uh, this uh, you know, as the president uh, helped you run sure. your you know uh, run an effective race, if you will. Yeah, in, in all honesty, I feel like uh, both roles prepared me for the other one. Um, I've hmm. been affiliated with my local NAACP branch for 11 years. So that was way before I started working um, where I work now. Um, but even some of the issues that we undertook um, with the NAACP and sort of just some of the groundwork and the field work that we had to do, that's, I think that definitely prepared me for having to do that on a daily basis um, in, a, in a paid capacity, quite honestly. And then once I assumed a leadership position with my employer, I think that in turn helped to get me ready for assuming a leadership position with the branch ultimately. You know, it's one of those things you know it's going to happen at some point and it's just a matter of when. And I think a lot of times when we take on these responsibilities, whether it's volunteer or otherwise, you have to know at some point that the the information that you're given, that the people that you're meeting and the opportunities that um, are presented to you, that they're going to be used in some way, shape or form um, to help you assume some sort of leadership position. And if you're not if you're not thinking that way or if you're not preparing yourself to one day have to take the reins, then that's probably not the right place for you to be. Wow. Nice. <laughs> uh, well said. Well said. Um, so in your, in your new role, uh, which has been what, two weeks as president? Well, I don't, I don't officially, so the, um, election was on the 19th of November, so I don't officially start until January 1st. So I've still got a little bit of time to get some things together. Okay. All right. All right. Wonderful. So, so in your new role, um, what do you plan on, on, you know, tackling first, um, what, what changes or, uh, you know, what do you see, you know, where there's some holes uh, that could be patched up something? What items need to be addressed? Um, you know, what do you plan on doing differently than the than the last president? Sure. So, you know, it, when you jump into a role like this, um, I think the knee jerk reaction is to kind of go into it with a very ambitious agenda. Mm -hmm. I don't want to set myself up for failure. Um, I definitely want to build on what already has been um, put forth. Um, and our branch was already really active, quite honestly, especially in terms of civil rights and um, criminal justice and civic engagement. So there's definitely a lot for me to just sort of build on. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, we definitely need some help in terms of getting uh, younger folks involved. We do have a youth council. Um, they're not as present and as visible as I would like them to be. So part of my job is going to be sort of getting that youth council, whatever resources they need so that they can, number one, do what they need to do um, for their projects, but also make sure that wherever the adult branch is, that the youth council is right there with them. Because I was lucky. I had people around me when I was in the branch who took the time to show me the ropes and explain certain things. Um, but when I look around, there aren't too many others behind me. And so I need to get working on training those next leaders who can take advantage um, of the institutional knowledge that's already there. So that when I decide that my time is up and I have to go do something else, 
we don't have any problems with, um, you know, a changing of the guard. There's already folks there who are more than qualified to to keep it going. You know, that is uh, wonderful and insightful what you've said. Um, and, and I don't know if it's your background in politics that uh, that led you to that. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yes, uh, oftentimes um, I think that we don't see folks preparing the next generation, right, um, to 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 su- to succeed. Um, and so what you what you said really uh, resonates. And, and I totally uh, agree with you on that. So um, uh, thank you for for your comment there. Um, so, you know, I, I uh, also uh, mentioned uh, to the to the audience um, that you I mean, I don't know where you find the time, but you are also a small business owner. <laughs> Emphasis on the small, very small. Uh, well, listen, but you, but you're, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, and I, I just want to know. So, tell us what your business is. I know it's a technical something or other. I'm not a techie. Sure. You know, just you know, kind of dumb it down for for some of us. What do you? What does your? You know, what is the goal of your? What kind of business do you have? What industry? The, the industry is tech, but what? What? What do you do? Yeah. So a funny thing happens when you volunteer your services after a number of years, somewhere along the line, you realize that there are people in this world who will pay you to do what you've been doing for free for years and years and years. And so my light bulb moment came sometime in, I guess, late 2013. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, sitting on different nonprofit boards and things like that, I kept seeing the same problem. People either, um, didn't have the skills to sort of take the organization to the next level. They didn't have the expertise to um, do outreach to really get more bodies in the door and more, and serve more people. Um, they didn't have the time mm. to, to even to vote to, you know, having setting up a, say like a, a online platform or something like that. And I realized that, you know, our, our community is really being dealt a dis, a, a, a negative blow um, and a lot of these folks who are sitting on these boards really are doing us a disservice because there are all these opportunities that's available to them all these uh, resources available to them and they're just not taking advantage of them mm-hmm. and so I said well I mean a lot of the things that I've been asked to do um, as a board member on different organizations I I know people who will pay to have those things done so something as simple as um, administrative assistance um, it's you know, sort of mundane and not so sexy. But if you're running a business, if you're running an organization, you need somebody who's going to take care of the small things. And I happen to be really adept at taking care of small things. I don't mind um, doing administrative work. I don't mind doing sort of like the the the, the minute things because ultimately those are the things that sometimes do our organizations in. That's no one's crossing their T's and dotting their I's. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I set mm-hmm. up an, a business that would do, so essentially I do administrative assistance um, as well as technical assistance for small businesses and nonprofits. So anything from virtual admin assistance to grant writing to managing your online platform, social media marketing, things that honestly many of us um, in our age cohort can probably do in our sleep. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is there are a lot of organizations that don't have somebody available to do that for them. They recognize the value in it and they will pay you to do that. And so again, it's it's a very part-time and very small business, but definitely I've got a few clients who I've been working with for a few years now 
um, some small businesses, some organizations, but we have a great relationship because I'm showing them these things that they need to do to keep themselves going. And they recognize that it's important. And as a result, they will pay you to do it. Wow. Uh, well, well, thank you. Uh, I, that's valuable information for our listeners. Um, you know, um, so if you, you know, perhaps, uh, something or something that you're, that you're good at, that comes very easy for you, um, and maybe not so easy for others, um, you know, perhaps, uh, one may think about starting their own business, creating their own, uh, business around that. Um, definitely. Especially in this day and age, I mean, we're moving more towards a gig economy. You don't have a lot of employers that are really looking for hardcore, full-term, long-term employees. They're Mm -hmm. looking to outsource, you know, this particular function or that. It's a great opportunity for freelancers to, or even just folks who already have a full-time or part-time employment, but are just looking for either something extra to do on the side or, you know, to get a couple dollars extra on the side. There are so many opportunities. There are so many um, platforms now that permit freelancers to to be connected to those clients. So people really need to get out there. there there's so much opportunity out here. And the name of your small business, Candace? Modest Business Solutions. And uh, and your website address? It is modestsolutions.com. Um, you can also contact me at modestbizsolutions at gmail.com. Modest with an E on the end. M-O-D-E-S-T-E-B-I-Z solutions at gmail.com. Wonderful. Um, so, you know, our our listening audience uh, can uh, definitely check that out. Um, and and I do have a follow up question re- with regard to your small business. Are you MWBE certified, <laughs> Candice? <laughs> so remember earlier when I said small emphasis on small. Uh-huh. Um, so the answer is no. But I'll be perfectly honest with you. Just this morning, I had um, a quick bref- breakfast meeting with. Um, Someone. Someone I consider a mentor, mm-hmm. and he suggested that um, he had actually brought to my attention some grant opportunities that are, well, sorry, some contracting opportunities that are coming up, and it got me thinking that I need to start thinking about taking this to the next level. Um, you know, we, as individuals, as women, you know, we're always like, oh, you know, you come up with every excuse in the book about why you can't or shouldn't do something, and you know, definitely, I think this year, when I look back at everything that's happened to me this year, I really realized that I I, I need to stop making excuses because you'll there'll always be an excuse why you can't or why you shouldn't. And if you don't come up with them, somebody else will. So, you know, enough of that. If you're going to do it, then just go ahead and do it. What's the worst thing that could happen? Go ahead and do it. Make that money. Let these people know who you are and what you came to do and just take, you know, take care of your business. Because if you don't do it, somebody else will. And then you'll be regretting. And you know why you didn't. Right. And you're no worse off if you if you if you don't accomplish it, you're in the same spot that you were (laughs) when you started. Well, well, Candice, on that note, I'm going to say thank you so much for joining us. Um, You know, uh, I I love the message that you that you gave just now. Um, You know, listen, we've got to stop making excuses. We've got to own, you know, our our stuff. And so what we need to do is, um, you know, 
and and also too, you know, um, sometimes if you don't want to do something on your own, see if there are other people of common, um, you know, there's you have something in common with that can maybe add to your business, and maybe you can, you know, join forces, you know. Um, but I want to really thank you for your time, um, and uh, and uh, thank you again for joining Tea's Table Talk, and uh, and I look forward to seeing you around the community, Candace. I appreciate it definitely. You'll you'll be seeing me. You'll be hearing from me. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Have a great evening. Thanks, you too. Thank you. So there you have it. Um, you've just heard from two amazing women, professional women. Um, doing incredible things and these are you know they work every day uh like um, like most of us do and uh and they the, you know uh uh Ms Bridget Job uh a financial and sub- a subject matter expert in financial services um you know working for uh several years in the financial industry uh taking her business uh national from New York to uh to Texas and who knows where next and and all also, uh, Candice uh, Modeste, uh, who is uh, a a uh, a not only, and I, I think I neglected to mention, but a, she's a uh, a chief of staff, but in a campaign operative and a public servant uh, and a small business owner, uh, and and who knows, and 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 the sky's just the limit. Uh, so listen, uh, if you haven't. If you haven't uh, gained anything uh, prior to this show, uh, I hope you take this to, this information with you tonight, and uh, and you you think about how uh, you know us women can can own own our stuff. Not you know not just uh, tangibly uh, you know tangible, but uh, physical, but also too you know uh, owning our our rights. You know. Um, if we say that uh, we're going to do something, let's do it. Um, let's not be afraid to try. Um, and let's uplift one another, okay? You know, uplift your, your sister. Uh, you know, let's, let's not try, let's not drag one another down. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, essentially what this platform is about, uplifting other women. I want to thank my guest again, uh, Ms. Bridget Job and Mrs. Uh, Candace uh, Prince Modest. Uh, and this is Tawana Ham signing off for Tea's Table Talk. Until next time. <laughs>